Now let's all turn to Matthew chapter 1 verse 19 reading. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. All right? Now, so the question is this. Since we were on marriage last week, so I talked uh, previously, I said Joseph was said to be just. At that time, he wasn't informed by the angels that Mary's conception was of the Holy Ghost. Now, if that was so, if he was just, shouldn't he follow the Jewish law and expose Mary's sin? I say again, Joseph was said to be just in the Bible, but since at that time he hasn't heard from the angels that Mary's conception was of the Holy Ghost, means she did not commit fornication, adultery, that kind of thing, then, then based on that, shouldn't Joseph, is his just, then follow the Jewish law and expose Mary's sin? Understand? Understand, Thomas? Okay, good. Uh, understand, uh, Caleb? Okay, then Caleb, what do you think? <laughs> it was God's will for him not to. So you think that God constrained him. Mm. So because God constrained him and he obeyed, so he was just. <laughs> okay, well, interesting concept. Um, but there was actually no indication of that. But you see, the thing is still he, he needs to do that. Uh, Michelle. Uh, are we basing on the assumption that Mary didn't tell him that it's from the Holy Ghost? What do you think? Because it's not there. So, young ones, do you understand? So, I won't say Auntie Michelle, right? Michelle's, Michelle's point is that did Mary tell Joseph, I'm pregnant and it's from the Holy Ghost? Did she or not? We don't have it in scriptures, but what do you think? We can make some guesses. Anna, Anna Wang. Probably she told him, is it? Okay, why do you think so? Something so major, right? So I think we can assume that the fact that Joseph knew that she was pregnant and would put her away privately, right, means, means Mary told him, right? If Mary told him, it's quite unlikely that Mary didn't say it's from the Holy Ghost. Mary will implicate herself severely, right? They say, hey, you know, it's from the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, right? I didn't commit, um, I, I wasn't unfaithful to you. So likely that she was. All right, so I answer your question. Now you answer my question. Okay, so um, the lawyer's argument, <laughs> well, it sounds like a lawyer's argument. The lawyer's argument is this. Um, since most likely Mary would have told Joseph that it's from the Holy Ghost and that Joseph was not sure. How do you know Joseph would not be sure? 
Maybe he was still thinking, thinking. Now, do you think Joseph will be, will be sure? What do you think? What do you think? Maybe ask Ifei. Ifei, all right? Do you think Joseph will say, oh, from the Holy Ghost? No. Maybe, maybe I come and tell you, all right? Ifei. Ifei, uh, I'm a man, right? Ifei, I'm pregnant and it's from the Holy Ghost. Would you believe Ifei? Will your first reaction be, yes, yes? Would you? No. Why? Because number one, I'm a man. Well, why else would, not, would most likely would not believe? Gracia, why do you think most likely uh, Michelle's point that Joseph probably wasn't sure? Do you think Joseph would be not sure? Why do you think so? Very good. Something like that has never happened before, right? Children, don't try that at home, right? <laughs> Something that never, but never happened before it happened. Really, Daddy, the, the cup just, just moved from my table, flew and then dropped and broke by itself. I didn't do anything, really. Although it never happened before, but it can happen. <laughs> yes, very good. Gracia says, because something has, like that has never happened before. So you imagine you are Joseph, all right? You imagine you are Joseph. Then Mary comes to you. Uh... I'm pregnant, all right? And it's from the Holy Ghost. How would you respond if you were Joseph? As a man then, as Cornelius, how would you respond? <laughs> so strong, I think she's crazy. <laughs> I think she's, are you serious, woman? <laughs> you know, can't you think of a better excuse? <laughs> uh, I think she's crazy, okay. Um, all right. Maybe I'll ask the last one. Ask a, ask a guy. Enoch. All right. You should read Enoch's, uh, Enoch's play that he had to write. It's very, very imaginative. Enoch, what, what, what would your brother respond if you were Joseph? She's lying. She's lying. Okay. Now, so one thing's crazy. That one is lying. That one is not sure. Okay. Now, so, but the question still remains. The question still remains. Now, please turn, please turn to um, Deuteronomy 22. Now, let's see verse 22 to 24. If a man be found lying with a woman married to an husband, then they shall both of them die, both the man that lay with a woman and the woman. So shalt thou put away evil from Israel. If a damsel that is a virgin be betrothed to an husband, and a man find her in the city and lie with her, then ye shall bring them both out of the gate to the city, and ye shall stone them with stones that they die. The damsel, because she cried not, being in the city, and the man, because he humbled his neighbor's wife. So thou shalt put away evil from among you. Now then, um, yes. So here, all right, so here, um, there is still that problem. God's aim is to put away the evil. So if God says that Joseph was a just man, so the person's question is, if God considers him just, then shouldn't he follow the law, right? Shouldn't he do that, expose her at least, okay? Expose her at least, so that, well, the other Jews will learn and they will, well, put away such an attitude, such a practice among them, fornication. So, so the question still remains that, Joseph was not just. Why does God call him just? 
Why do you think so? All right, another young person is, uh, oh, university student. Um, Janelle, yes. All right, so if Mary wasn't willing, then she should not be stoned. But the problem is this. Joseph won't know whether Mary was willing or not, right? Right? Because most likely, we can quite, I think, safely surmise that Mary said, this is from the Holy Ghost. All right? If, if, so Joseph won't think that she was not willing. Because if she was raped, for example, she would tell, definitely tell Joseph, instead of saying some in Joseph's mind, some crazy idea, borrow your words, some crazy idea that this is from the Holy Ghost. She would definitely say, I was not willing party, right? So, mm, probably difficult to go down that route that, well, she was not a willing party. So, Joseph was not just. What do you think? Maybe uh, the other Anna, Anna Tiong. Okay, there was prophecies earlier on that um, the Messiah would be born of a virgin, but somehow it did not cross Joseph's mind at that time. He wanted to put her away privily, right? Huh, Joseph did not know his Bible well. <laughs> but see, he did want to take action. So the question is, well, the fact that he was not supposed to put her away because God says you will be born of a virgin, right? And then once he realized that, that it was true, he carried on. When the angels told him, he did not put her aside, correct? So he knew that putting her aside was not required, right? So not because of that. Now, right, try another young person. Matthew. Matthew seems very excited. What do you think? Wait, what was my question first? My question was, was Joseph just not to put, him, put her away because, to, to put her away because, uh, put her away quietly? Because the Bible says you must bring them out, expose them, so that it will not happen again to others. Was Joseph just to not do that? Very, say again. He was just in whose perspective? God's perspective. Yeah, so that's a question. If, if God's perspective, that is just, but, but God says to expose. God says to expose. Okay, last one. Um, okay, try Maggie. What do you think? Why does God say Joseph was a just man, Maggie? But he didn't do what God says he should do. What do you think? <laughs> no, all right, too difficult. Right? Which, which person asked this? It's an adult that asked this, okay? It's not fair. You asked me to answer an adult's question. Okay, maybe I'll try an adult then. Uh, Alright, then ask Daddy, alright? Colin, do you think he was just?
Okay, so since um, um, there has been some, some prophecy about it, so Joseph was giving her a benefit of the doubt and not to expose her publicly. Give her a benefit of the doubt and not expose her publicly. Okay, maybe, could be a potential. Um, the only difficulty, I guess, to the adult that asked this question is, see, but, but the law is the law. He should, he should follow it, right? And not make up his own choice. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the fact that God would bring through a virgin birth, then God is always just, and therefore if God do that, then, then, then I, if I'm following, then I'm just. But the problem is this, he did want to put her away privately, right? So that was the problem. And the person is asking, why privately it should be exposed? The fact that he wants to put her away privately means he wasn't thinking that this is a real case. He's probably thinking like, Cornelius, it's crazy. It's crazy, right? So you see one verse suddenly, <laughs> wow, this is a headache, right? So, so the fact that he wants to put her aside privately means he, he wasn't assuming that there's a likelihood that is true. Because the moment he assumed there's a likelihood is true, he will probably not do anything at all. Probably, all right? Maybe you're right, but, but still a bit difficult to justify, all right? Last one. Uh, uh, last one, try. Claude. <laughs> she couldn't find the other man, so she's the Holy Spirit. Okay, carry on. Kind of what, sorry? Illness. illness. What do you mean by illness? Oh, her stomach is swollen because of illness. <laughs> I think I know what you mean. Now, please know this is very initial, probably like first month, right? So the baby bump probably is not there, right? So she will come to the conclusion she's pregnant, probably because she missed her period, right? She missed her period, probably. That's why she knows this is real, this is confirmed. Right? So she has to tell Joseph. So you're saying maybe she was sick, that's why she missed her period. Okay? Okay. So then, then, then your point is, he, because of that, three things. One, cannot find the man. <laughs> cannot produce the man. So if she didn't produce the man, then Joseph cannot expose her publicly. Number two, she may be ill. <laughs> and what's the third one? Oh, because he loves her. He loves her, so he wants to do it quietly. All right, so do you all agree? Who thinks that Claude one is most logical? Claude and Michelle. Only one person wants to put up, the rest don't want to. <laughs> okay, another one put up. 
Okay. Now, well, if you are asked to be elders at the gate and judge, uh, <laughs> poor Joseph. <laughs> poor Joseph. Finish. Um, now, actually, Michelle alluded to that right from the beginning. There was no evidence. If there's no evidence, then it's very, it's not just. It's not just to expose her publicly. Because here, when we read, was Joseph going against the law? Now, when the law brings it up, it says, the damsel and, and the man, all right? Bring them both. Bring them both. Now, if you cannot produce the other one, then let me ask you, if you cannot produce the other one, Joseph say, wow, you, what kind of, can you think of a better excuse the next time? I'm bringing you to the, to the Pharisees and the Jews and the elders of the city now. Let's go, all right? Now, imagine, and, and where's your parents? I can't remember. I didn't, I didn't check. Were Mary's parents alive? I don't know. Assume that they were, right? Or the, or the, or the relatives. I'm going to call your parents and your relatives. We are all going to the elders together. All right? Now, if Joseph thinks that way and say, let's go now. Um, CP was, yes, yes. CP, what will happen? Where's the evidence? Okay? And what do you think the elder will say next? Uh, okay, ask, ask men. Elder, all right? Uh, uh, maybe ask uh, Raymond, oh, tall elder, right? Looking very serious. What would you say to Joseph? Besides, where's the evidence? What might you say? Okay, let me make it very real, all right? And let's not say you, because <laughs> some of you are laughing. You know what example I'm going to say? Okay, father, you have a daughter. Father, you have a daughter. Then, and the daughter is betrothed to another man, all right? Then this man brings the daughter to you and says, your daughter committed fornication and she's pregnant. Okay, you're the father. What will you say? She's pregnant and this is over, finish. Father, what will you say? Okay, ask men without, without daughters yet. Thomas, what will you say? <laughs> <laughs> all right all right i think many of you go through you sure it's not you and now, now you want to accuse my daughter you got her pregnant and then you accuse her and, and come up with this funny idea the holy ghost uh. right you're the ghost you know you're the terrible ghost the wicked ghost that got her pregnant now you're blaming my daughter right <laughs> probably so joseph would be thinking like that now if i bring her then i can't bring the man and say, she committed fornication. Most likely, I'll say, hang on, Joseph. You serious or not? Maybe it's you, no? What kind of Holy Ghost thing you're trying to come up with now? Right? So there will be a problem for him. And he will know that the law is you bring them both. So now, when there is no evidence, I would think that Joseph was just because he understood the law correctly and he was doing what the law requires in that sense of if there are no witnesses, I won't bring. Now, let me ask you one thing. When those days, when if, does, if this does happen, if this does happen, what were they supposed to do? The man said, your daughter is not a virgin. Bring to the elders. And then you tell the elders, this woman is not a virgin. Right? Now, what would the elders require? Do you remember? Us adults. Howard, 
Say again. It's to stone them straight away. No, 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 no. No, no, I, I'm saying that if, you, if a man bring a woman and say, this woman is not a virgin, all right? Then what would the elders do? They, they don't stone them straight away. <laughs> cannot, cannot. And those who did Old Testament history, Sujin. Okay, a token. So they asked, they will ask the fathers to bring a token of a proof that the daughter was a virgin, right? Right? What's that proof? Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 22. You're there, verse 17. Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 17. All right, so uh, Howard, you must pay attention. I don't stone straight away, all right? Now, let's read um, from verse 15, um, to 15 to 18. 15 to 18, reading. And then shall the father of the damsel and her mother take and bring forth the tokens of the damsel virginity unto the elders of the city in the gate. And the damsel's father shall say unto the elders, I gave my daughter unto this man to wife, and he hateth her. And lo, he hath given an occasion of speech against her, saying, I found not thy daughter a mate. And yet these are the tokens of my daughter's virginity, and they shall spread the cloth before the elders of the city. And the elders of the city shall take that man and chastise him. So Joseph will remember this, you know. I go, number one, I can't bring the other man, all right? I bring to the elders to expose her publicly. I don't have the man to confirm that she committed fornication. Number two, now, what do you think? Now, if Joseph may have some inkling, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. And maybe she's really a virgin. Now, if there is a virginity, virginity test performed, all right, even before before they, they consume their marriage, if there was a virginity test performed, would Mary be a virgin? What do you think, Jennifer? She would be a virgin. So a lot of implications on Joseph. And he was, follow, he was following the law justly. I, in other words, the direct answer to the question is this. It would be unjust for Joseph to expose her publicly. Because the question is, Shouldn't he do publicly? Why did he do privately? It would be unjust for him to do it publicly. Now, so please, please remember that. So Claude is correct. There's no evidence. There's no other man to bring. All right? And furthermore, if he does wonder, then this test, he'll be in trouble. So he said, well, well the just thing to do is not to expose her. All right? So is it true that the word of God says he's just, he did not, he, he did not publicly expose her? Yes, he was just. Okay, so based on that, he, he was just. Um, and he was very wise and he was very careful. Now comes the difficult part, right? This was quite difficult, actually. Right? But thank God that um, 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 some of you um, think biblically. Now the, now the difficult part is, what's the spiritual lesson? <laughs> what is the spiritual lesson? Uh... Uh, as fathers, all right? Um, Alex, all right? Your daughters ask that, and then, and then, so, oh, all right, that. So, he said, ah, now I've told you the answer. This is the spiritual lesson, having known that. Um, 
All right, very good. I was worried at the first part. You say, don't, you say, always do things that are just. <laughs> we all know that. Always do things that are just. And the way to do it is don't jump to conclusions. All right, that's one. A bit here, difficult not to jump to conclusion because never happened before, you know. But yes, he did not jump to conclusion. And now, what else? What else? All right, try another. Maybe try, try mothers, try me. All right. All right. Do your investigation. Do fact check. All right. Don't be so quick. Ha, oh, I'm going to expose you, that kind of thing. Right. Now, when would you tend to not be patient to do investigation and fact check? Let me ask you. Uh, uh, Mabel. When you're angry, right? When you're angry, like Cornelius. Crazy woman, right? What a crazy idea. The first thing that goes to your mind, you're crazy. When you're angry, right? When you're angry, you will behave unjustly, right? When would you be angry? When will you be most angry? Let me ask you. Uh, Eugene, when you will be most angry? Something unjust? All right. Uh, Frank, when will we be most angry? Yeah, yeah, Frank, yes. When you, yeah, because you say when we are angry, the lesson to learn is when we are angry, we will do something unjustly, right? Um, so, but when will, when will a person be most angry? When you experience it personally. When it's happening to you, right? Now, if this happened to someone else, oh, Poor guy, poor Joseph. Uh, all the best to you. I don't know what to advise you, right? When your when your when your betrothed come up with such a crazy idea, uh, all, all the best to you. Right? But when it happened to you, it's different. You are crazy or what, right? So the lesson to learn, all right, is when something, especially when it happens to us personally, when we are the one being affronted. When we are the one being, when we are the one being um, insulted or attacked, or we are the one that is at loss, right? I think the Chinese say wear a green hat, is it? Something like that, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. When your betrothed commit adultery, it's very shameful to you. When it is personal, when it, it hits you, that is your experience. You are the one experiencing it. That is when you're most angry, and that is when you need to. Okay, take, take uh, Alex's advice. Don't jump to conclusion. Number two, I can't remember who's the other advice was, was inve ah, may investigate first. Calmly investigate and think through things. All right? So Joseph, in that sense, he acted justly. All right? Um, in that sense. Okay, so I hope that this helps us understand and learn and learn. I think the very important thing is really seriously, if, if you, if your betrothed, come and tell you this, I'm not sure if you act so calmly. Okay? So, act justly always. Act justly always. Very good. Now, we have um, couple, a couple of minutes more, uh, of about five minutes more to answer. I'll choose some short questions. Now, someone asked me this. Now, last Sunday, or this many Sundays ago, <laughs> Uh, some Sundays ago, the students and I were discussing your message about salutations from Philippians 4, 21 to 23. Remember, we preached about salutations, greet one another. Um, 
Now I say between brethren and being a commandment. Now I say after talking to a couple of the girls, they mentioned that worshippers typically line up. So these girls say from in our church, the worshippers typically line up to thank and shake the pastor's hand after the message at the door. Should all congregation members at BPCWA who leave through the sanctuary door line up and thank and shake the pastor's hands too in the light of the commandment in Philippians 4, 21 to 23? Then the person says, well, note it is a bit harder for us because there are few exits <laughs> where people can also live through. Fellowship Hall and everywhere. There's an exit here, you know, right? Exit there as well. All right, so we have so many exits, all right? Um, it's a bit difficult. So what do you think? What do you think? Gillette, are you one of the girls? Don't remember. All right, never mind, pretend. Okay, so it's not a strict doctrine that all churches, everywhere, everyone must greet the pastor on the way out. So what's the doctrine for? It's a commandment, you know. What's the doctrine for then? Very good, all right? So the doctrine, all right? The doctrine, the commandment, the aim is to teach us to be respectful, be courteous, be caring for one another. We should not just ignore people. We should... We should greet one another, and that greeting is not just simply greeting. We studied that, right? We must build genuine interest in other people. That is the covenantal family, all right? So that is the commandment. The commandment is not so much exactly what you do. Uh, every time you see each other, you must kiss each other. That's uh, the custom there. You must shake the pastor's hand. So the principle is one of um, respect, courtesy, um, and um, Concern, genuine interest in one another. That is what it means. So it means that if, if not, then every week we make sure we greet everybody, you know. The moment service finish, you must greet at the back, turn around, left side, right side, then after that, swap, 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 row, because it's a commandment that must greet everyone. Of course not, right? So it is more a principle of genuine um, interest in others and greet. Don't. Now, so, now with that, so how do you answer this question then? Now, the thing is this, if, so is it always okay? Now, now I'll ask you the question. Is it all right that always you just avoid going to the back and, and, and to um, greet the pastor on the way out? Is it, is it wrong to, to, to always avoid that? Ask the young ones, all right? The young ones going out. Maybe uh, Phoebe, all right? Don't choke, all right? Phoebe, just drinking water. <laughs> is it wrong to always just since it is not a commandment that must always meet and greet, so is it wrong to then don't? It is wrong. What do you mean it is wrong? When is it wrong? Very good. When you are actually intentionally wanting to avoid, right? So the commandment is to teach us we should not intentionally avoid because we are not happy with a person yes we hold some grudge against another in church and we intentionally want to avoid now that is what the commandment is about so 
what it means is this. Now, if, so when is it okay? Because some of you, I never get to greet you on the way out. Hardly. When is it okay? Let me ask you. Um, uh, I've asked everybody. Uh, uh, can someone volunteer? Susan, are you here, Susan? Ah, Susan, yes. When is it okay? Yes. Okay, I put it this way. Susan, I've, as far as my memory rec recollects, I don't think I've ever gotten to greet you or you greet me at the door for many years, actually. <laughs> right, so you're the perfect example. Did you break the commandment? Okay, it goes back to deliberately avoiding it. When, is, when are you not deliberately avoiding me? Because I never got to. No? Why? What were you doing? <laughs> Say again. Live in different time. Okay. Now, so very simply, because I noticed some of you, you love to fellowship one with another after worship, for example, right? You do that, right? I don't say, Susan, excuse me, can you stop? Please come, come. Because the commandment is not about that, right? The com whole commandment is about having interest, care with, for one another, right? So the fact that she is doing that, then she's fulfilling the commandment, correct? So many of you, if you are staying in the sanctuary to chat with one another, to talk to newcomers and all that, and you, you don't go leave the door before me, wait, don't leave the door before I leave, then, then, of course, that's fine, right? It's not intentional. But let me, let me find someone to talk to because I really want to avoid pastor. You know, this thing that he preached about and I'm really upset and the thing he's talking about me. Now, then that's a problem, right? You make an appointment with the pastor and settle those things. It can, it's also for anyone else in church, all right? So I think that is important. Now, the whole point is that there should not be, Lord, forgive us of our trespasses as we don't forgive one another. Correct? It shouldn't be that. So I think that is the main gist. The main gist. So you intentionally live this way and all that to avoid the pastor, avoid someone. Uh, that is what this commandment is against. Now, there are many of you that when you leave, I may not stop to talk to you longer as well. Just hi. But some I talk longer. Simply because some I get to interact more or I know you're fine. There's some I will target more. All right? So, so don't think that I have something against you as well. I'm not... Why do I talk to someone else for a longer time and not you? That kind of thing. Okay? So, that's that. It's 12. Now, oh, then the last one. Now, but if you do pass, if you do walk past me there, when you do walk past me there, is it wrong to not greet me or allow me to greet you? Do you think it's wrong? I'm talking me, eh? I, uh, ego, uh. <laughs> all right, me, all right, so I'm standing there, all right, I'm standing there, then um, Shane is standing next to me, okay, then you walk past, is it, is it not right for you to not make eye contact and greet me and have me greet you, do you think it's wrong, you understand my question, right, okay, so I ask Yen, Yen Wei, so Yen Wei is saying yes, it's wrong, Yen Wei, why? Say again. 
on purpose, avoiding the pastor. But, but avoiding Shane also? Also didn't greet Shane. What's the difference? Okay, quickly. One minute left. Uh, Wait, Shane. No, I'm not a conversation. I'm just waiting for you to make eye contact. <laughs> that kind of situation. And Shane also not in conversation. So why, why is it okay to ignore Shane and not okay to ignore me? Okay, so now Shane and me, which one would you greet? No, no, then Shane was moving away. Now, do you quickly greet Shane first or greet me? Of course, you must greet the pastor first. Uh, yeah? There's no. Alright, let me explain to you, alright? Let me explain to you. It's not about me and ego, alright? Now, the fact that I, the reason why I am there is for a very specific purpose which I explain. I'm there to meet and greet, all right? So if my intention is there and you know that is the intention, then for you to, to neglect the person who intentionally say, I'm here to greet you, then it will be not courteous, correct? Shane is not there <laughs> to meet and greet, all right? So it can be Shane, it can be anyone else. You didn't, meet, you didn't greet Shane because Shane didn't say, I, I really stand here to say hi to you and you ignore me. That is the difference between the person who intentionally stand there to meet and greet and the person who is not there. So, for example, God says, um, finally, be of one mind, having compassion, one to another, brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. All right, it's courtesy. Courtesy means you know that the person is there to do something to greet you and you ignore them. That is not courteous. Simply that, not because he's the pastor, but it's courtesy. The pastor is there because he intends, his intention of that is being that. That's all, all right? That's all. I'm not saying I'm insist and then you don't and I'm personally insulted. It's about common courtesy. That is all. Okay? The same with parents, the same with friends, the same with um, teachers and all that. You know that occasion, they are there to greet you and you ignore them. It's not courteous. That is all. Okay? All right? I'm not uh, egocentric and um, um, crazy over your greeting, that kind of thing. Now, let us send to God in prayer.